I've just about had enough of you. What is a Christmas? Oh, Santa Claus! I wish you the very best of everything. It is an occasion for great joy and peace on the planet Earth. If we hurry, we can get back in time for Christmas Eve. Hello, and welcome to the 20... Uh, <laughs> I've forgotten. <laughs> there been so many. To the 22nd Robot Advent Calendar door opening. This is the 50 Years of Shit Robots podcast with Matt Brown. Hello, and Stephen Murray. Well, hello there. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like fatigue is slightly setting in. <laughs> <laughs> Will we ever be finished? <laughs> I know how blooming old Frodo feels now. I feel thin, sort of stretched, like butter scraped over too much bread. I need a holiday. Hello, this is Alan, the Christmas robot elf, just popping in to say that Matt obviously meant Bilbo Baggins, not Frodo, when he spoke a moment ago. He does get a bit tired at this time of year. Well, it is Christmas. 24 is a long... 24, it's 25, isn't it, really? Because we've got one on Christmas Day as well. It's Christmas, though, isn't it? It's Christmas. It's Christmas. Yeah, and it's all been great. So why don't we open up? Door 22 on our event calendar. Hello, I'm Johnny Cat. Where can I take you tonight? And look, it's it's a robot <laughs> from one of my favourite 80s action films. It's Johnny Cabs it's from Total Johnny Recall. Cow. I always thought he was great. In that, in that film, there are a few bits of quite ropey special effects work around faces. <gasps> Most notably, I'd say, when... There's the scene where Arnold Schwarzenegger is dressed up as a woman. He's like in a in a woman's suit and malfunctions. He's trying to get through um, like an airport check-in, malfunctions, and has to remove her head. And when he re- removes her head, it's like really bad CGI. And then when his face is revealed, it's really bad CGI. But actually, Johnny Cabs, it, he, you get away with it, don't you? Because he's supposed to be a sort of like a... But going a back robot. to that scene, I love that scene. It is a good scene, but it does Prepare have for a surprise. <laughs> yes, <laughs> Michael Ironside plays one of the villains henchmen brilliantly. I love Michael Ironside so much. But in this film, he just acts like Homer Simpson with his gun, doesn't he? Just shoots at everything, <laughs> every single thing, <laughs> people, <laughs> shops, cars, <laughs> and it's and in this film and in this scene. He happens to be shooting in like a pressurized room. So he shoots the windows out and then everyone gets sucked out into into the sort of Martian atmosphere. But, you know, you sort of think, come on, Michael. I could have told you this would have happened. Who filled out the health and safety risk assessment for this? <laughs> really? Oddly, this is bizarre because just the other day we finished a lecture cycle and, and he was in it in, in uh, Cronenberg Scanners. He honestly, he's been in so much stuff, isn't he? That's exactly what I thought. He's even in, isn't he in the next Karate Kid and Starship Troopers? He, yeah, he must be in Starship Troopers. I mean, that film and this and Total Recall feel well. The fact they're the same director, aren't they? 
Yeah, they are. Paul Verhoeven directed both of those. Sorry, this is like so tangential and we haven't even started talking about Johnny Cabs yet. But one of my favourite behind the scenes um, like documentaries was about Starship Troopers where Paul, is it Verhoeven? Verhoeven. Verhoeven. He's um, he's explaining to his actors that even though they won't be able to see the bugs because the bugs, the, these massive sort of bug things are CGI, that he will <laughs> he will sort of pretend to be them for, so that they've got something to react to. <laughs> <laughs> he just goes around shouting, "Bugs! Bugs! Bugs!" <laughs> <laughs> it's brilliant. Hi, I'm Paul Verhoeven. I would like to show you a test that I did for my new movie, Starship Troopers. But perhaps I should give you a warning. Don't look now! But to business. So Johnny Cab, and I didn't actually realise this until I started to do a little bit of research on this, is uh, is voiced by Robert Alphonse Picardo, and he plays an AI doctor a virtual doctor, a hologram doctor in in Star Trek Voyager. But going back to Johnny Cab and the special effects, they're amazing. I just think that they're, they're fantastic. His expressions are absolutely wonderful. I love it. On Johnny Cabs. Yeah, on Johnny yeah, Cabs. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Johnny Cabs in the film doesn't appear very much, does he? But he does have a lovely little cameo. He's an, an automated taxi driver. And he does appear in the short story as well, Philip K. Dick's short story. We can remember it for you wholesale. So he's not something created for the film. Oh, brilliant. That's good. He gets um, unceremoniously... Um... Arnie side. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> he gets arnied. Um, because, and really through no fault of Johnny Cabs' own no. doings. Because Arnold Schwarzenegger is trying to get away from Michael Ironside, gets steps into a Johnny Cab. And says, get me out of here. Shit, um, shit. <laughs> Where would you like to go? Shit, shit. <laughs> drive, drive. Would you please repeat the destination? Oh, anywhere, just go, go. Please state our street and number. Shit, shit. <laughs> and, <laughs> and when Johnny Cav doesn't respond to it, then Arnold does the only, the, the thing only Arnie can do, which is he rips out Johnny Cav. Um, which is essentially like a, it's just the top half, the torso of a person. Rips him out, dumps him in the back seat, but he gets to have a lovely final line where Arnie crashes the car and then gets out and Johnny Cow says, We hope you enjoyed the ride, perhaps. Now, I did a little bit of delving oh. into self-driving cars. The first self-driving car was piloted from Pittsburgh to San Diego in 1995. It was not a standard production vehicle. It was called the NavLab 5. Do you know I remember this? Do you? Yes. I remember the massive, great big thing on the roof that kind of spun round. It was retrofitted by the Robotics Institute at Carnegie Mellon, and it was an, an autonomous vehicle that was able to steer itself. Was it, though? <laughs> Was it? <laughs> now, interestingly, this same article says that the claim to be the first production self-driving car uh, depends on your definition of autonomy. And they say there's yet to be a production vehicle that's capable of level four or five autonomy. So yeah. there's these levels of autonomy. So level zero 
is a vehicle with zero computer-assisted driving technology. So basically any car that was made before the mid-1990s. Level one has got either braking or acceleration assistance or steering assistance. And level two has got the same, uh, but also adaptive cruise control and lane centering steering assistance. And level three, when the autonomous feature is turned on, the vehicle is no longer primarily piloted by a human driver, but it's only in conditions like sitting in traffic or driving down a straight road. Yeah. Uh, Level four is autonomous features can fully pilot the vehicle and will not request that a human take over driving the car. And level five, fully piloted by a computer and it can operate in all conditions anywhere. So I'd say the car I've got, which has got some, sometimes it beeps and says, we're auto-correcting your driving because <laughs> you're, you're, you're driving over the middle lane or something. <laughs> I'd say it's either level two or level three in my car. What does that feel like when it does that? It's just a bit, in fact, loads of cars have got it now. It's just a bit juddery um, and it's a bit sort of like, ooh, and you feel like the car's telling you off. I like that. <laughs> Which is not good. Have you named your car? No. Oh, God. No. I have. Well, you've named my car? No, I've named my car. <laughs> right. <laughs> What's your car called? Helmet. Helmets because? Well, it's German. Right, okay, fair enough. And if but anybody you're... asks me what I'm doing on the weekend, I always say I'm going to polish my helmet. <laughs> now, and something else that I found out is that it's, there's a feeling in the car industry that autonomous cars are done, that there, yeah. is, there is no market. And part of, part of the reason is that in November of this year, there were some uh, autonomous taxis which were being used in San Francisco. Uh, there were 950 in total, and they were made by General Motors called Cruise, and they all had to be um, Euthanized. Yeah. After one of them dragged a pedestrian to the side of a San Francisco street in early October. So uh, after that sort of sort of accident, it, it, I think the industry feels like it's had its day, and there's no there's no real appetite for it. Was that fatal? I don't know if it was. The famous one is the the AI on board the the car that couldn't detect the difference between a person and a bike. Right, right. Well, I presumably, <laughs> don't hit either. Exactly. <laughs> but then it would be a starting. But then again, it couldn't. It didn't know which one. It didn't know whether. It didn't know what it was. So yeah. it just it just saw both merge together. That well, one was fatal. Oh, yeah, that's not good, is it? No. But I was I was thinking that the the, um, the film is set in twenty eighty four, so it, it's another another example of world building, future world building that hasn't panned out. Given that that uh, autonomous taxis are are being binned off in twenty twenty three. I, don't, I really don't think Paul Verhoeven's in the in the market for that kind of thing. What for being accurate? Yeah, at all. <laughs> no, no, I, I think he's. I think he's in the market to make uh, his his environments as right wing and as fascist as he possibly can make them. <laughs> <laughs> 
I went to the picture to see Starship Troopers with a with a friend of mine, and my jaw dropped open within twenty minutes, and it never shut for two days. Yeah, it's, but it's extraordinary that film, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yes, absolutely extraordinary. <laughs> uh, well worth a watch, though, if you oh, yeah. if you want your jaw to drop. I think he knew exactly what he was doing, and he couldn't believe how much he got it ba- past the uh, censors. Yeah, and and the producers. Right. Okay, we'll shut the door on Johnny Cabs and Arnold Schwarzenegger and we will see you for the 23rd Advent opening tomorrow. Ooh, I know, exciting stuff. So, until then, goodbye. Goodbye. You're here where you should be. Snow is falling and the carols sing. It just wasn't the same. Alone on Christmas Day.